1: Shoot-em up. Shoot 'em up. People tell me I'm not a fair man, I'm imbalanced, I'm impartial. I only bleed blue and grey and nothing else, but I've invited a guest on and yeah, I mean I'm just Ready to embrace, I'm, I'm ready to take it. Lakey, big Knights fan, how are you champion?
0: I suggested a new intro to the pod, but JT wasn't having it for some reason. 38 to nil, how good was that game? I, I presume you sat through and watched every bit of it being the diehard Cowboys fan you are.
1: And I, all that, man, I ran it through one set of football, we made a line break, and then Val Holmes kicked it dead, and uh, I immediately switched off, checked the score at half-time, and um, yeah, it wasn't great, but um, no, congratulations on, the- <laughs> on a big win. got to say, it actually did my sanity some good not having to sit through that, that game. I'd already sat through two blowouts on Super Saturday, which is all the rage coming out of Round 16. And I said to myself, like, I'm not going to do this. I know where this is headed. Uh, the cows, even the better half, is saying, like, you know it's going to be a big loss. What are you doing to yourself? And I agreed
0: for once in my life and turned it off. But obviously, you had a better night than I did. How did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved every minute of it, mate. It's say, the the blowouts are awful to watch, except when it's your team. And I sat through and Absolutely. watched 80 minutes and enjoyed every second of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, I haven't actually sat through my team blowing anyone out just yet, so I don't actually know what that feels like. But on the other side, I've got <laughs> we've got South's uh, Storm and then the Roosters over the next three weeks. So I actually asked a, a mate of mine uh, who is a self-proclaimed bookie whether he'd give me any odds on the Cowboys' biggest ever loss, 62-0 being eclipsed over that month period. And uh, I think $4 was the offer I was given. Oh, pretty very- short on them. No, very, very, very high for that. It's a dollar ten based on how we're going. But anyway, that's the Cowboys. We're very irrelevant this year. Um, terrible game, great stuff for you guys. You've got all your um troops back on deck for at least a week. So anyway, enjoy the ups. Uh Lakey. You didn't feed it to me, so anyway. Yeah, now I'll give
0: you another fifteen seconds of gloating, and then we'll move on forever. Oh, mate! I, it was so good to watch. The boys were all coming together. Jake Clifford and Kalen Ponga, ex- our <coughs> Cowboys really towed it up. Oh, fucking brilliant! That was a very
1: long 50s. Actually, you know what? It summed up pretty well. I don't know if you saw the Trent Barrett post-match interview where he sat down in the chair, put his head in his hands and basically went, fuck me. (laughs) 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 Um, That was uh, 66-0, so a little bit worse. But that sums up how I felt on Saturday and also today a bit a bit flat, so I'm needing you to carry this one, mate. I'm very tired. Today, a long day around the golf course in the sun, um, a few beers afterwards. It's was actually um, – I went to the Gap Tavern, shout out, and on arrival it's maybe three in the afternoon, so we're halfway through the Broncos game, and we just hear the guy at the, the bar going like, I don't know why you've done this. I don't know why you've done I'm like, oh, what's going on here? turns out he and his mates have gone throwing thrown some schooner glasses in the car park. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no <laughs> other context. Just the guy saying, I don't know why. Uh, We need to clean it up. So anyway, um, didn't get much better for me after that. Lost on a few horses and all that kind of thing. Didn't uh, play very well at golf. But anyway,
0: that's my weekend. How did you go, buddy? Yeah, man, I had a relatively easy weekend comparatively just chasing children around the place and entertaining (laughs) them through lockouts and everything, lockdowns, I should say. But um, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. We ended up getting out of their house today and going down the coast and letting them run wild down there for a bit, burn some energy. So Lovely. Yeah, it was nice.
1: Oh, Papa! He's made it to the Sunday Rap Podcast. What an absolute champion trooper that you are! Let's get into it. We've um, faffed on for a while, super so coach wise. How'd you go? I got thirteen oh one, which is very on the low end by looking at some of these scores so far. It so is even,
0: even mine. I got fourteen oh eight, and it still feels very low. I mean, we'd have taken that every single week only two years ago, mm. sort of thing. But. Um, Many, many going 15 1,600 plus this week, thanks to a big uh, captain's knock again.
1: you had, um, was it Saab, Garrick, Turbo, and you captained one of them. I think, what would that be, nearly 500 points? Oh, just yes. In, they, in three players.
0: I was talking on the, uh, the chat this week that Garrick knocked up a um, super coach career high last week or last round I should say against the Titans and it was projected in for higher this week with 165 and I thought, Mm. what a ridiculous (laughs) projection. Yeah, he clipped it. He got 169 so um, he's done well there and and Turbo 140, Saab 160, something like that. Like they just went bananas all across the field and uh, yeah, if you're carrying all three of them, you're laughing.
1: Certainly are. And I mean, look at just you talking on the um, projections. It looks like Jason Saab, they gave him a 53 before the game, and he ends up with 162. So the, the Saabinator absolutely flying. But anyway, uh, let's get into a bit of the news coming out of round 16. So some of the injuries and suspensions. I mean nothing too controversial. Obviously the big talk now is the origin arena. So we've seen Jerome Leroy go down, Nathan Cleary go down, and just before we went to air, they've named the airs apparent. So Jack Whiten and Mitch Moses, the flat track bully himself, will pair up in the halves and potentially this is not confirmed as of Sunday night, affy Coruscale going to fourteen. Yeah. So injuries really shaking up the blue side.
0: Yeah, but say the best thing about that is um- Cody Walker escapes selection, and we get to have him next week against your boys, I believe.
1: It is. So disastrous disastrous for me as a Cowboys fan. I didn't hold up much hope anyway. But um, good news anyway for super coaches, fingers crossed that Cody – um, I mean, bad luck for him, but doesn't get a reprieve into the Origin arena. I thought he would. He played pretty well against the Tigers today, so I thought maybe he's done his chances pretty, uh, pretty good. But no, not to be. It would seem. So we'll wait, and I'm not sure when these sides get named. I assume maybe tomorrow for for both Queensland and New South Wales. No, you know
0: New, New South Wales is getting named tonight. So that, I think that. Oh, you go. Possibly official namings. Um, I don't know if it has happened yet or not, but that's what I've heard. Queensland is um, tomorrow, I believe, tomorrow morning-ish. There you go. So, a fair bit of interest. Maybe we'll keep checking that
1: as we um, rush through this pod tonight. But go. Yeah, I think Jerome Lewis knee injury looks to see him out for a couple of weeks. So, not good news for him. But I guess on the Super Coach front, if you do have him, you are keeping him anyway because he's bottomed out big time in price. Um, other injuries so Bailey Simonson this is a weird one so he left the field on Saturday night looked up he picked up a pretty bad injury possibly Liz Frank I think NRL physio had quoted uh, potentially but nothing in the the, you know the nrl.com or Raiders stuff so may just be holding fire to see how bad it could be but Bailey Simonson yet another biplanning going uh, down the drain as well as Tohu mate are you Uh, a new owner
0: yeah like I, oh, I, I owned him for all of what was it, fifteen minutes? Oh, it was mm. awesome! was great. And the worst part great was, I minutes. was chatting to you leading up to the game, as well as trying to get the kids ready for you know dinner and bed and whatnot. I almost missed the trade, so I could have actually saved myself some heartache by actually missing it, but. Oh, mate. I, uh, I would have
1: loved to have given you yet another victory for the week. That would have made my weekend. Yeah. There you
0: go. We need to chat longer. Yes, that would have been great. But um, no, his, what uh, he copped out with the HIA, but I think he passed it, but he got an AC joint in the same tackle and mm. um, not likely to back up next week. But he's a tough bugger, so hopefully he does pull through.
1: Could mean good news potentially for Josh Curran. I mean, I know we've talked about him being at such long odds given they release him on the day of the game or even the day before. But if they're that short on troops, given Eric has also picked up an injury, an ankle issue. um, So not good news for them. And also the Chad Townsend, I mean, field goal kicker extraordinaire, (laughs) Um, game cost up. Didn't
0: um, didn't go to play and I think he picked up his shoulder. In all seriousness, everyone was blowing up about the Chad going for that. Nearly worked. It nearly worked. (laughs) If he had slotted that with the way Corey Norman was kicking goals at the end there, it wouldn't have gone to golden point. They would have won the game. So, um, your new favourite player as of 2022, Mm. he's um, copying it a bit, but um, it, it almost worked out for him. Absolutely. He's a high
1: IQ, elite IQ kind of player, that Chad Townsend. Look forward to having him uh, in the ranks. Outside of that, I mean, maybe we'll talk about the Dragons now because this is all coming to light as of this afternoon. But the big party, big Paul- Horny <laughs> for Vorny, has had a uh, house party in the middle of a stage four bubble lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Invited all the players over, uh, including Josh McGuire. I did laugh at that name. <laughs> Obviously, for Supercoach, none of this is going to be overly relevant because not many of us have carried Dragons since the bye, but... Uh, it's just weird like are they going to have to trundle out a basically reserve grade side next time they step on the field could, be
0: the, could be the new bulldogs yeah. um last report i saw was 13 people were fined a thousand dollars by new south wales police for breaking the protocols or lockdown yeah. whatever it is um nRL's yet to step in and issue their own punishments so who knows what happens of it? the dragons might legitimately not be able to field a, a side in, in round 18
1: yeah it's just a sidetrack here look at at your recent Twitter post mate and thank you very much for this uh, all set up in your Knights gear and weird looking Knights beer um, Anton Plaza goes what's that very pale drop you've got there in your mug in your Knights mug and some like Ben Robertson <laughs> JT's tears yeah right oh jeez been here before oh. it's like the first loss I've had to cop
0: Benny that's my um, new favourite
1: no, like you would know full well, like the, the first half hour after a loss is usually when I'm at my most emotional. And then after that, when the beers flow and all that. That's you know, it. But That's um, it. Um, so you've given me back. a day. If we had to do this fresh <laughs> off the back of it, if it was Sunday Arbor game, might be my tears that you are drinking. But nonetheless, uh, Dragons fans could be crying uh, a little bit of their own. You know my favorite part of that story um, Corey Norman was at the house he's been one of the players quoted and he's done a runner when the cops arrived yes. and left his wallet which is just just priceless um, anyhow that's enough about that no real other big injuries your boy Calen Ponga made it through uh, unscathed it would seems So should line up for Queensland Elliot Whitehead very nasty yeah. uh, gash above the eye that is a gross one if you want to look at it, Matt Moylan uh, pulled out of the warm-up this, not uh, today, against the Broncos. So got a calf issue, I believe, so he's not likely to suit up for next week. If you've still got him, um, similarly to Simonson, you might have carried him the entire way through, hoping for a round seventeen uh, performance. That's not looking likely. Um, nothing else really. Having a look at the casualty ward, we'll wait and see if there's anything in the wash-up of today's games. Although I didn't see much else. Uh, moving on to judiciary stuff, and the big one, Dave for feeder. So finding himself in hot water yet again. Late challenge um, on a prone half. I think it was Sam Williams William. in the game. Yep. There you go, poor bugger. Um, he's out for a, at least a week, so we'll need to plead his case to play in uh, Origin if he does. Um, either way, he's going to play in round eighteen, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. So he will either back up like he did around uh, fourteen. But they play early in the weekend, I think. So, maybe they rest him um, if he does play for Queensland. But if he gets the suspension, he'll be fresh as a daisy to come in in round 18. Uh, And I'll be looking at bringing him straight in.
1: Lovely. Uh, Some of the other suspension news. So, Jeremy Marshall King, Dogs player, not much relevance, but two-game ban for a crusher. Sia Manafangai, he's been hit with a grade one charge. He might see a week out. Um, Interesting one, I guess, Daniel Saluka for Fita for the Roosters. He was one player that many were looking at downgrading to. uh, Benchy Ford for the Roosters. Not only did he get negative nine points in the wash-up, but he got a a sin bin and followed that by a one-match ban. So, he will not suit up. We're not set up for next round, which is the only round you needed him for. So that would have been a uh, facepalm of a trait. Nothing really uh, else coming out of judiciary just yet. Obviously, today's game's still to come. So without further ado, let's move into the rocker of the week. Here's the banner. I had control of the banner while Wenin was away on the SC Talk website. And I put this bloke up, Ruben Garrick, 169 in the end. So, shows what I know. Didn't have him. I don't think you did either. So, tough watch. But, geez, he uh, looked every bit
0: the 700K player that he now is. Yeah, that's exactly right. But but so did Saab. He looked about Mm. 700K worth. Yeah, they both did well. Garrick was getting freebies all afternoon off the boot as well you know, to, to boost his score by, what, 40, 50 points. And um, likely to be lining up at fullback next week, I would imagine. He did that last time Turbo missed a game um, and played very well. So, uh, it'll be a big watch on teams on Tuesday. Mm.
1: Certainly, where like, I think just oh, it's been such a, a big turnaround in Manly season and a lot of it has to do with Turbo. But Ruben Garrick, even when he played against us at uh, the Cowboys, he, yeah, at fullback there, he still looked sublime. So, for whatever reason, he's just... Finding his mojo, uh, kicking goals. I think he kicked 11 from 11, which is an incredible stat for a rugby league game. But the Bulldogs did not show much chop. So I'm eagerly awaiting just seeing how they perform against some of the better sides. But, geez, it's going to be a, a pretty interesting competition uh, if they find the Storm or the Eels on a good day. So for now, I don't know Ruben Garrick quite comfortably the uh, rocker of the week. Let's move to the flopper.
0: Wah, wah.
1: To be fair, I didn't actually really think too hard about this one coming in, but I think I've got to give it to Clint Gutherson for his 28 against the Panthers. So a bit of a um, sloppy game, bad conditions, both sides sort of scrapping it, which we wouldn't have expected coming into this one. But Clint Guther, he, yeah, wasn't really anywhere uh, heavily involved at all. So he had one try contribution to his name, Um, handful of runs from the back, three errors, just... Not a a good game from him. And I've still carried him at that fullback spot. It's a bit bit annoying. But, I mean, looking around, the likes of Tedesco uh, didn't do too well either. So, for me, anyway, he was my flopper of the week. Did you have anyone else in mind?
0: No, mate, that was just about it. And I just want to go and toot my own horn a little bit. You go back to last week's um, SC report and predicted flopper of the week. Yes. Fullbacks do not score well against Penrith and Gutho absolutely lived up to that.
1: We also called James Desco flopping. I think you and I said under fifty, and he got forty-five. So well done. No, we're, uh, kick, we're kicking goals. At least we can right get those hand.
0: things right. We can't get our own team and scores right, but good for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to the shocker of the week. No idea what I'm going to play for this. Let's go cheer. 16 rounds in, and still don't have a sound bite for that. But let's go Aiden Tolman, hey? 88 points and a try. Uh, this bloke does not score a lot of meat pies in his time. We thought when he strolled over the line for the first, it could have been a long day for the Broncos, but they held on and got the win. So shock all around at Aiden Tolman. The fact he got 88. With a meaty. Well I done, know, Remember when he was number one prop in the game for Supercoach?
0: Yes. Was he I, ever there? <laughs> he was always just that um, meat and potatoes guy who would get you, off, you know, between 50 and 60 points. And um, if you were lucky enough to get him the week he got an attacking stat, then um, he might push it up towards 70. But watched the game, scored the first try of the game, and uh, made a – stepped through the Broncos line at one stage to get a line break as well. So it looked uh, – I was mixing him and Sean Johnson up at times. It was um, it was such a good game for the big fella. It certainly was. I mean, good to see that he's still getting a trundle
1: around. There's a lot of um, journeyman forwards in that Sharks pack, namely him and uh, Aaron Woods, who's moving on potentially to his opponents. What a, what a strange old signing! But anyway, uh, Adam Tolman is 88 with updates to come. It might be our shocker of the week. All right, let's get into the game by games. <laughs> Thursday night was a bit of a surprise. 46 uh, was in the end? 46. 26-0. Unreal. I think no one expected that score. I think we all thought the Storm would get the job done, but uh, it just goes to show this weird old year. Uh, even aside, in the top six, like the Roosters uh, couldn't put up a fight. It's, uh, either Melbourne are so good or the comp is a little lopsided. At the minute. But anyhow, uh, I think big one out of that, Nico Hines. What a hold he has been. 104 points. Uh, try try, assists, plenty of goals. Um, he looks like, up until Pappy gets back, what a what a hold.
0: But even then, uh, Pappenhausen is rumoured to be back in round 18, which is when the um, Storm boys will be backing up from Origin, the Cam Munsters and the like. So if Munster is rested in round 18 when they play on the, and I'm bringing it up, they play on the Saturday night against my boys. So if Munster does get the rest, maybe Hines is played at 58 for that one. He will lose the goal mm-hmm. kicking you would think, but yeah, he could be another hold. So I know many are looking to trade him out and get the cash rise and I mean, you know, cash in on his price, but um he could be a hold through a round 18 round 19.
1: Bit of breaking news here, mate. <laughs> I play the full grab, but the blue side has been named. So, basically the same one as last, except you've got Mitch Moses and Jack Whiten, as we mentioned, in the halves. Afi Korosow, he's confirmed, our 14. Angus Crichton, unfortunately, will not uh, play for us in Supercoach, but will play on the bench for the Blues. And then Payne Harsley, Martin, round out the 17. So, not a not a huge surprise there. Sigh of relief for Cody Walker owners, I guess. We've made it. He's finally going to play in round 17, so... Uh, against my boys, that's an easy 200. So, there you go. Uh, the side, the not too surprising, but uh, anyhow. We will move back to the Storm game. <clears throat> Looking at Brandon Smith, mate, I think he has been an absolute pick-up and a half for you. Yes. Um, a lot of people a few, maybe a month ago, a bit, a bit more were tossing up between him and some other players. Um, I know I, I went elsewhere, but B Smith, every time he gets on the field, he's scoring tries. It is
0: beyond frustrating for non-owners. For owners, it, the... Whatever, well, just reaping the rewards. Oh, I said in that that Hooker's article last Monday, I believe it was, that I'm, um, you know, when and I said not if when the tries dry up, he should go back to a fifty five sixty average. But seven weeks in a row, he's got over the. The stripe, and this week it was legitimately—I um, can't remember who it was—but just you know, driving towards the line and popped the ball out the back. He had five. Chris defense.
1: Lewis, I think, that's, is some. Your name's yeah, right, yeah. Chris Lewis,
0: yeah. And all, um, all cheese had to do was catch and fall over, and he was he was chuffed to to score that try, and so was I. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely doing a
1: job, even with and without. Uh, Harry Grant, he's still killing it. So, he looks just a season-long hold. What a great find. Very expensive now. He's going to go nearly 700K, I think, if he keeps this form up. So, very costly one to bring in. Elsewhere, you've got Cam um, Munster finally returned to some super coach form with a couple of try assists I think he's well and truly out of a lot of sides anyway until Origin is been and gone, but he did pretty well at an 83. Um, Angus Crichton, 54. He was the top scorer for the Chooks, which just goes to show how, how rough. Uh, it's pretty up. quiet. Yeah, the mm. whole team was down. No, he even him uh, didn't look great. He had a couple of runs where he, I think, he threw one offload and one really shit one, um, trying to get something going, but just wasn't to be. Um, Jerome Hughes had a quiet one for the Storm, forty-nine with just the one try assist, the grubber um, through the line. So um, he did look dangerous. I still think a lot of people brought him in, and you and I talked about him on the um, Wednesday pod and said, you know, he's a he's a vice captain. Um, option, which I ended up going for. Me too. It didn't quite work out, but 50 um, points, I guess you're not too unhappy.
0: No, that's it. I, I do th- still think he's the second best um, halfback option on the year, considering what he's done all year and he looks really dangerous every time he runs the ball. Cleary being out long-term means that um, he's almost a must-have in my book. And um, so I made that move, but it hasn't worked out week one, but I'll reserve my uh, judgment until the end of the year. Now, uh, for the
1: Roosters, we'll just round this one out. So, I didn't play any of these three, but I've got them in. And, I mean, I thought they might have done a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. Tough opposition, but hopefully with a flatter track next week, they could do better. And it's Daniel Tupo, 49 points. Not a bad outing. Satili Tupo, 33, and I think two runs all game, which is awful. And Joseph Suwali, 24, um, was pretty battered and bruised by the end of that, I would suspect. They marked him very, very well. I uh, don't have this guy, but Sam Walker, 29. He was talked about. Uh, I think it was his return game this week. Correct me if I'm wrong. It
0: was. Yep. And he got smashed. Yeah, Justin Oliver oh, absolutely lined him up. Certainly did. It um, wasn't a good look. I don't think he got
1: collected in the head or anything like that, but um, geez, he definitely copped it. Um, 75 kilos ringing. Wet. Tell you what, when I was his age, 19, and I weighed probably the same as him uh, at the time, the only thing I was doing anywhere near a football field was falling asleep on the Carina League's bleachers after a big night out. Um, that's about the, the only claim to fame I could have in the same body weight, body class as Sam Walker. So the fact he's out there with these 120 kilo players, um, playing is pretty remarkable. I hope he bounces back early, early days. He did cough it, but, um, you just need the forwards around you to, to step up. And hopefully that's the case for him. Um, anyone else in the game catch your eye? know. Takiaho did okay with a 45, but just not getting the minutes or the goal kicking that you'd hope to boost him back up and he doesn't look at play. But
0: anyone else? No, I didn't like um, anyone else from this game. I know Verrills was being talked about as an option being the 80-minute hooker, and I'm air quoting, you can't see me, but um, that was with a couple other boys in and out of the team. I don't see that role continuing and he wasn't overly productive for the full game anyway. I mean, it was a hard opposition, but I just don't think he's worth the trade in.
1: Getting to the second uh, game of the round, the first one on Friday it was a bizarre game, eighteen to nineteen dragons getting the job done over the, the Warriors in Golden Point. So bizarre, old state of affairs. We did mention the Chad Townsend field goal summed it up really. It was a classic Warriors loss. I feel horrible for Anton Poser when he whenever this sort of game happens because I know they just must prepare for it. Um, but yeah, horrible stuff for the Warriors. But the Dragons well went from. Um, happy, too sad in the space of about 48 hours. But that's all on them. Looking at Supercoach stuff, uh, top scorer Eli Katoa uh, got over for a try but obviously picked up an ankle injury, filling in for Josh Curran for the next couple of weeks. So could have been a possible smoky uh, pickup for next week, but it uh, doesn't look the case with that injury. Um, the big one out of this, though, I think, um, outside of Tohu and his 22, was Adam Fenella Blake. So 400-odd K, 419 K um, cheapish pickup for what we know he can do. He got a stack of extra minutes courtesy of Tohu and the Golden Point, but did bump out 76 and looked pretty dangerous out there at times, I thought. Um, I, sh- I think you're a new owner. How did you find it?
0: Oh, mate, he was brilliant. And it was only two years ago I looked back on it. AFB was the third best prop in the game two years ago. Um, Floated back around seven last year. So he is one of the premier supercoach props. And a lot of people were put off by him because of the Lodge signing news. And I just think you've got to get him. You're not going to get a bloke of his caliber for 400K every year. Mm. Grab him while you can. Enjoy it. He's going to run out sort of these scores, you know, semi-regularly on the way home. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're inflated a
1: little bit, I think, with some of those injuries and all that stuff that was going on, but you are absolutely taking those points.
0: Um- oh, but, I mean, the, the money they've paid him to bring him, you know, again, air quotes, across the ditch to play for them, they're not going to have him sitting on the pine for too long. Um, he'll play 55-ish minutes a week, which is great for him, and he'll he'll churn out over a point per minute. Yes, it seems to be in a better spot than my boy, Marty
1: Power, who I picked up a few weeks ago. Um, in any case, he's getting more minutes and – a little bit more involved. So, I'm hoping a bit of a turnaround for next week because I don't own AFB. Uh, elsewhere in this game, Jack DeBellin, 58 points. Shock. There you go. I don't think he was at the party. So, there you go. Mm. JDB, the one staying out of trouble. Can't even <laughs> get an invite to, to his own team party. Um, yeah. Wenon's boy, Dallin matanez Lesniak had a few good runs. He busted five tackles in this game and got 47 points for DWZ. So, I mean, that's pretty handy return for a guy who just needs to suit up for round 17 for Wenin to make that um, disaster trade from a few weeks ago not that bad. And um, as for who else we got, no one really. Obviously no one cares about the Dragons anymore in the Warriors. Without Cody who was a weird late scratching pre-game. Um yeah, not much else doing I don't think for Supercoach. And uh, do you know anything about that Cody stuff? Didn't mention him in the injuries but um, scratched the game look, 24 hours before.
0: Yeah, he he copped an injury in round 15. Um uh, was seen in a moon boot over the break. So I think they'd probably just given him the week off he, or he might have not recovered in time. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Oh, I guess it just sees how he responds. The other one for me was Roger Tuavasa Shek. He played pretty well, but. If he's at fullback this week, he might be a worthwhile grab for a week or two, but we know Rhys Walsh is there or thereabouts and he could be named on Tuesday to, to come back in. So, just be a watch in how those two respond.
1: I guess you're presuming now that Pong is back that Walsh won't be in the 17?
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like he will be. You've got Ponger and Brimson both healthy, so they should be there in some capacity.
1: On our second game, it was two one point games. Who'd have thought? Uh, 13 12, Penrith getting the job done over Parramatta. So, Mitch Moses, who's now in the origin side, misses the um, match winning kick. Um, we've seen it plenty of times before, so obviously, you know, Mitch is not in uh sole company there. So, unfortunate for him, didn't get the Parramatta. Yields the win and me, my tip. But anyway, so we wise, go twice, Apikoros, our new uh, number 14, 97 points. Good to see a bounce back from him. He was probably the most dangerous in a pretty sloppy game for Penrith. But uh, the big one and possible rocker of the week until Manly happened. But Isaiah Papali, this guy shits me to tears. I don't own him, hate it. 122 <laughs> points. F- um, just from like the first, first five minutes of the game, you just... Finds a way through the line. He, he looks like he's about to score, and then he just bumps off, tackles left, right, and centre. He is an absolute beast. I can't wait to own him and break him in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, please don't do that. But yeah, just a super dangerous ball runner. He breaks tackles every time he touches it, and um, the Parramatta just keep looking for him because as I say there isn't. An- no one man that's stopping him at the moment. They keep giving him early ball and he keeps delivering. The other and another guy for me who I did thought played really really well was Ryan Madison. He was super involved and put up another uh, a 70 point game which is we haven't been seeing from him lately mm. and many people were looking to trade him out being that he was being pretty mediocre of late but um, really stepped up and played well in this one.
1: Yeah, he did. I was pretty happy Pretty happy with his involvement out there. I mean, he didn't get the tries or, or anything like that. Um, Papali getting one off a kick for himself. But, um, you yeah, know, Maddo has been a bit quiet, I think. And, and that's what's frustrated me because obviously I have Maddo and I don't have Papali. And he's been um, sort of surplus to requirements in a way. Um, got through 74 minutes of the game, so pretty good minutes as well for him. He can get a rest every now and again, as can Papalee. Papali. But both of them played upwards of 70, so I think they were always going to score pretty well. Um, Elsewhere, my boy, Vili out traded him this week, got 67. Thank you for nothing. Uh, Brian Toll, um, another guy I don't own, and every time he goes for a run, I just have to pull the pillow up and, and try and avoid it. But just a one-line break for him and a 66. So it could have been anything um, if he had have gotten across the stripe, as he tends to do, but um, six busts in a line break. Um, that's basically his base. So, I mean... When he's churning out 60s for fun like that, it just goes to show how dangerous he can be when Penrith are against some pretty ordinary
0: opposition in future. He's going to put on some monster scores. He's got something, some ridiculous stat of 200 plus meter games, and he just keeps getting it done. Just so hard to pull down. Kurt Capewell, on the other hand, he was very quiet and he kept running decoys all night. It was Shitting me to tears! I just uh, give him the ball, let him have a run, get some points under his belt. But only struggled his way it's to the right. three. Yeah, I thought one guy in my center wing who's uh, forward and can you know put in regular fifty-point games just to steady the ship. Nah, not to be. Oh uh, well, unfortunate. But um, he, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I really don't know how to call him. He's
1: 470k. Hasn't really moved much since the start of the year. Um, I think he's he's made 45k. Uh, since then, so handy enough points every now and again, but maybe a trade out for or a enough or something like that in the run home. Um, As for JFH Fisher Harris, did okay, fifty-two points. Uh, I was just a flopper of the week. Clint Gutho, twenty-eight, got nothing going and looked shaky at times. Um, so anyway, hopefully against better or worse opposition, I should say, he continues to play well. But against Penrith, he looked very flat. You called it. I'll give you credit for that. Well done, thank there you go. go. Uh who else? It's probably not real. Charlie Stanks twenty nine.
0: Twenty nine. At fullback. Yep. Mm. That's right. A lot of people were cheering in the Twitter sphere that when he got named at number one, but um he still stinks. Yes, yeah, certainly did. Um it was not conducive to attacking
1: footy on the night there, so we'll give him a uh, I'll give him a pass mark because I traded him out. I don't care anymore. But uh, 29 points, uh, not ideal if you've still got him and played him on this one. Anyone else in this game, mate?
0: Uh, Matt Burton, a lot of people were looking at trading him in for Cleary, being that he should be the starting half, but he got pushed out to the centres still and uh, produced another stinker. Um, you, Hopefully, Cleary's learned his lesson and pulls him in the middle now from uh, round 18. They've got the buy next week. So... He um he was getting it done with the ball in hand and I don't know why you'd move him and put Tyrone May of all people in at mm. half. Biggest okay. belief. Yep.
1: Tyrone May sixty one points
0: in super gauge. Maybe he's the guy. He scored that he a wants. try though. He scored a try. That's yeah, how bad Parramatta were going. This is the
1: big one, big talking point for Supercoach. Just Bulldogs and Man the Game put up a tweet on the Supercoach talk handle and just said, if no one uh, was playing Supercoach or punting on this game, no one would be tuning in unless you had a Manley jersey on. Um, It was disgraceful. And obviously everything, it's not anything to do with the the way the rules are or whatever. It's just Bulldogs had like no one. If you look at their side – Credit to the guys that got out there. They had a go, the young players, but what do you expect when they're coming up against um, an outfit like Manly? It was always going to be a blowout, and that's exactly what happened. 66-0, yeah. And you look across the park, Manly were dangerous. Every time they had the ball, it seemed. Garrick, 169 subs, 162. Draboyevich, 144. DCE, 119. And Toa Sipley. (laughs) Hundred? How how was he? Not the shocker of the week. I think he got his um, got a try, possibly his first. I think he got his second, something like that. But uh, oh, we got two. Yeah, there you go. Um, what a game! What a game for the man, the guys, and and poor old Trent Barrett.
0: Yeah, brutal. The the funny thing is, like Turbo scored a one forty four. He got looked off twice where he could have scored another try or he got looked off once and a ball bounced over his head where he could have scored two more tries and he had three try assists disallowed. So, this man could have gone massive, but... um the bunker mm. was against him on the day, and he struggled his way to a one four four.
1: Looking down the list, uh, Marty Tapao, he's a bit of a flop here. 46 uh, points. I turned the game on. The first thing I saw was Marty Tapao on the bench, uh, my guy with an ice pack to his face. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, he's not going to get back on if the game's already blown out like this. But thankfully, he got out there for a few more hit-ups and a couple of tackles. But, geez, uh, 30 points shy of uh, AFB for Neil Blake, so... Lost out in that regard there. A um, couple of other guys that people were looking at um, to bring in just based on their last few scores, chasing the points and all that sort of thing. Kieran Foran, 35, decent bump up. I think he may have had uh, one try assist, but people were eyeing off that juicy break even and his dual flexibility to bring him in. They got a try contribution. There you go. Um, yeah, back to normal proceedings for Kieran. Um, Olokawatu. He had a sixty-three and absolutely butchered a try. Um, was it Turbo? That was the Turbo. Was that Ola Kawati going That's through. The and one I was talking about.
0: Yeah, so he made a big butt with ah, the line and looked it uh, looked him off. So he cost Turbo and cost himself a, another try assist. And um, for me, another one that I was looking at on the weekend, and I I didn't pull the trigger i'm glad i didn't but kurt de Louis, big prop down there i thought he could be a basement trade-in who will nuff out on the way home and just be an extra number next week but didn't make the move and he's he only got a few minutes and scored 17 points
1: yeah uh not not great um i guess he's gonna be enough you'd imagine given some of the cavalry to return but um geez he's not gonna make you any cash They need something big for next week if you are bringing him in or have already done. So for the dogs not really much worth talking about. The only guy here is Luke Thompson, 52 points, and I think about as many minutes. Um, so had a bit longer stint than many would have liked, but um, still, you know, he did his job. It's the the Tolman sort of style of play. He's, he's um, not getting a hell of a lot done out there, and it was a terrible game for the dogs. 60 minutes, actually, in fact. So spent a lot of time behind the trial line. That'll never help. But uh, Luke Thompson, mind you by, um, I'll give that a pass, Mark. Anything else for this game, mate? Nope. But of a shock here, 44-6, uh, Titans over the Raiders. It was a uh, blowout no one really saw coming despite, um, well, given the form of these sides. Both have been terrible over the last few months, but the Titans, especially after that last game against Manly, you thought the Raiders had everything to play for. Clearly not. Guys to show in the scoring as well, Jamal Fogarty, 104. AJ Brimson, 93. Fodd Awaken, 91. Phil Sammy, 86. Uh, obviously, no one really has those guys, but everyone has Dave Fafida, who only, and I say only, got 82. But he was on about 70 uh, with about half an hour in, proceeds to get sin comes back on after half time. Um, gets a rest with about 20 minutes to go. Yep. It doesn't really do much. So yeah, cheering has happened. Obviously not the same <laughs> obviously not the same um process with the Simbins and all that. But there's been a lot of games I think so far this year where Fafida has gone ballistic out the gates and then just slowed down. Maybe uh something to work on.
0: Yeah, I think against the bunnies, was it? He came out and scored three tries by half time and then basically did nothing in the second half, probably put on about ten points, but he was on one forty or something by halftime and just did nothing in the back end. So it's been his MO. Uh, great mm-hmm. to see Corey Thompson back out there as well. He wasn't really involved. He only got a 37. Tino Fa'asua Malawi is uh, 40 points. So thank you, sir. But, yeah, he's. Um, it, it wasn't your boy, Tyron Peachy. I'm assuming you got rid of him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not hanging around anymore, but went relegated to the bench, played very minimal minutes and four-point game. Yeah, mate, I got rid of him a fair while ago, and thankfully I did. Four points, Jesus. Yeah, brutal.
1: Elsewhere for the Raiders, I mean, looking at their list, we're we're keeping an eye on these guys because they are playing next week, so trying to fill in some spots. uh, Big out, it looks like, being is Bailey Simonson, 28. He's at fullback and looked so good against the Broncos. I think we should have warned people a little bit better just to ignore that game completely, given how that's gone. But 28, not ideal and, and getting smashed a lot out here. There's nothing much going Unfortunate injury. Big on uh, Corey, Hori, Karawirinaira. There we go. CHN, 61 points. And I didn't think he did a lot out there. Five missed tackles, but um, 37 of them he uh, held on to in five busts. So still looked one of their better players, um, which goes to show how good a year he's having and still very gettable. 520 odd K. BE of 60, which he's just cleared. But um, if you don't already have him in, I think he's a very solid play both 17 and at a potential run home.
0: Yeah, he's one of the few second rowers that's worthwhile having in this round 17. There's not much else that you get excited about. No, uh, wrapping up. 57, um, yeah, I mean, a few
1: people talking about Josh Hodgson in that hooker spot, 39, I think he had a bit of a Barry bit of a Barry Crocker other night, so it wasn't much going for him. Where did you rate him on your hookers article during the week?
0: I thought he, he's probably the top end of the round 17 guys, but that's not saying much. I mean, the other couple in contention with him uh, were JMK, who's now suspended for a couple, and... Um, Carl Lawton, who we spoke about in the last one, but um, he's playing in the second row more than in Hooker, so it's just it's it's just a barren desert of hooking options for next week. Certainly is
1: anything else in on this one, mate? No. Oh, Brian Kelly, seventy four with a try, bloody hell! There you go, classic. Trade them out, they go all right, standard. Uh, third game. Okay, moving on to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will let you uh, take this one. I don't want to say a single thing because I still cannot even dare to look at the score. Uh, Thirty-eight 0 you nil. You go. I'll
0: get through it pretty quickly, mate. I won't uh, drag you across the coals any further. Caelan Ponga returned and he had uh, two tries and a very nice run up the middle where he set up Dom Young for his first score. 96 for Ponga. Connor Watson hadn't scored a try all year and finally broke the duck, ended up with two for the night, 107. So, I know a few people ended up playing him for whatever reason. Laughing now. No other real options for the Knights. Mitch Barnett's hanging down there. He got a a 54. Jaden Braley got a 46. They're both struggling at the moment. Um, It wouldn't upset me for anybody to trade them out. Flipping over to your boys, Val Holmes was just about woeful, mate, 35 for him. and He was very off on the night. And um, big Jason Tamalolo looked a lot better. I played uh, decent minutes and scored a 60. What's your thoughts on him for next week now? Yeah,
1: look, I, felt I checked his stats at, at halftime when I was having a look at the score. I think he had one run for 11 metres um, at the time I looked. So, I mean, that just sums it up. And that was half an hour in or, or thereabouts, maybe even at halftime. So, it just goes to show, like, for whatever reason, He's gone from a 200-plus-meter player to um, just getting um, tackles and and the occasional hit-up where he's standing still. I don't know what's going on. 60 points was just courtesy of a lot of base, and that's not what we buy Lolo for. His minutes are okay. 57 he had this game, but, I mean, the output he's putting in in that time is just not where it needs to be. So cannot believe he is so cheaply priced. It's a weird old year, and he's just going further and further down. So would not touch him given how good the second-row spot uh, anything else in this game? Can we please move on? Yeah, let's do it. That <laughs> oh, wasn't as bad as I thought. Broncos, the shock of around. round, 26 points to 18. So, caught the last half of this game, and um, they were all over the, the Sharkies in, in this one. So, good to see. Maybe it's the re-emergence of Tony Stacks. Because if you look around, I mean, it's a, not a horrible side, some of the Hang plays on, that time, they've got.
0: Timeout, timeout, timeout. Did you just say it was good to see the Broncos on the up? That's not what we're about on these podcasts, mate.
1: Look, people are always tell me I'm just giving them a bad time and they hate listening to me, all the Broncos fans around Brisbane, but I'll give credit to them. You know what? Um, I thought about it in my um, not watching the Cowboys on, on Saturday night. I thought, you know, the, the game's meant to be about enjoying. It is just a game after all. Let's let these people have their fun yeah. um, because they are going to finish wooden spooners. The dogs are going to have a couple of wins to close the year out and they're going to have another sad time. So let's let them smile just for one hey, sunny Sunday afternoon. It is
0: absolutely your day, but part of my fun of Super Coach and football in particular is watching the Broncos fail. So you let me have my <laughs> fun. You've <laughs> had far too much
1: fun this weekend, Lakey. Anyway, 26 points, all of it coming through. Basically, Payne Haas, if you have a look. Like eight, um, Incredible stuff. If, if people have jumped on. Similarly priced to Tamalola at four seventy k. So I mean, doing great things, going to make a bit of cash there. But I hadn't—I'd really just forgotten about him. He's been patchy so far this he year. He has but uh, but a triassist.
0: Say no, Matt Lodge, no TPJ. Flegler was out with concussion protocols. Everything was just pointing to Payne having a massive game, and he delivered. He was huge.
1: Hmm. How do you think uh, Katani Staggs went? Mr. Albion Park Greyhounds himself, 60 points in a line breaker? Taking a bit of
0: training from the dogs. He was quick out there. Back to his best when running. Uh, Made a couple of half breaks and, and, you know, was dangerous every time he touched the ball. Came off for a rest at one stage, which I guess shows uh, how long he's had out of the game and he doesn't have the, the legs under him two more weeks until he gets a run again. But um, he's going to be a very nice one for the way home, I'd say. Certainly will be if you can afford it in your centre wings. But
1: um, I, I thought we wouldn't want to touch the Broncos, but um, maybe on matchup plays could be a go. The, the more fancied opponents, at least for Supercoach, uh, were the Sharks. And looking across the board, when you've got Aiden Tolman top scoring with 88, it's probably a little disappointing affair for you. Wenan's boy, Will Kennedy, was one of the more dangerous players. Uh, saw him make a pretty good break, set up a try, 87 points for him. Um, yeah, handy enough. And again, fullbacks against the Broncos. Not quite the 100. They've been averaging, does a bit of a Bradman effect and brings that down, but um, looked very good.
0: Yeah, he really did and um, didn't score, I don't believe. No. Um, so he's done all that without a try and just got plenty of work in the Broncos continue to give up big scores.
1: How do you think SJ played, mate? 75 points um, there and thereabouts. Um, he didn't have a, a single try assist, three goals. Um, everything seems to be coming through, Force dropouts. He had three busts. Few offloads, two line break assists. Um, a few runs, so ten runs for him in the end, but three
0: errors sort of crueled the momentum. Um, I thought he was pretty solid though. Oh, he looked really good to the eye. He um was stepping again, which is you know his bread and butter. He was attacking the line. He was going hard and say so it was good to see coming off that Achilles injury. He's got that trust in his legs again. I think it's only a matter of time before you start pulling out these scores um, on a more regular basis, and hopefully the Sharks can get some um, more form about them against some better opponents. We spoke about it on the pod and said how good their run is coming up, and they came and dished this out against the Broncos. So don't make lies out of me, Cronulla. Turn around and um, put some good scores on some bad teams, and, and SJ will be front centre for that. Um, how did you – did? are you a Jesse Ramian owner? I am, as of a couple of weeks ago. He's disappointed
1: slightly with a a couple of 50s against us and now the Broncos. But, um, I mean, they had that clearly um, well-passed back. Yeah. I called called off them. How dare they?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll say it's um, the, the referee gave it a try and the bunker found a way to disallow it.
1: Look, would it happen to any other club? No. Stay at no, Broncos. I won't be mean to you. It's your day, whatever. Uh, yeehaw, up the Bronx. Um, yep. Ah, uh, mate. Even with it, the Broncos. Uh, hang right. Let me all this. Take yet. a shower very quickly, but uh, elsewhere, <laughs> really. The Tyson Gamble. I mean, I looked at him and he's um, got a very punchable face. Doesn't he? Is, is a way to put it. Just oh, man. I mean, obviously, I would never say that to him in real life. Yada. But geez, he just looks. Um, yeah, a bit wankery.
0: Yeah, and he makes a living just out of being a pest. He is the new Mick Ennis. That mm. um, tackle he made, it was a great tackle where he stopped uh, the long break. Who was it? Um, stripped him of the ball, um, got the knock on and really turned momentum early in that uh, second half. But then all he did, it was Ramian, it was actually. But he he turned around and just gave him an absolute goal for mm. And I thought for a club that's won, what, two games on the year now, Um, And for a guy who's done very, very little, Jeezy has a mouth on him. Yeah, but when I look at my side last night, I would have loved someone to have a little bit
1: of intensity and show that they actually want to fucking be there. So uh, Tyson Gamble, you might be a wanker to everyone else, but for Broncos fans, maybe you're the shining light for them. Um, Elsewhere, I mean, Milatalo 40 points. He set up a really good try um, at the back end of the first half to keep them level at that stage. But um, yeah, the poor bloke, he's got to be carrying a bit of weight in the head. But 40 points, handy enough if you have brought him in. Um, won't play Origin, obviously, so it could be a nice 17 play. Anyone else for this game, mate? No. Talk me through how you lost $100 today, Lakey.
0: I'd rather not. It was a brutal game for me. I had a, a multi-bet on. I had uh, AJ scoring a double, Cody scoring, Tane Mills scoring. The uh, the bunnies being up by ten or more at half time and going on to win the game by nineteen plus. Everything happened in the first half, and then the second half came and the tigers started playing football and only lost by sixteen. So it was a nofo <laughs> intercept try. Cody going to AJ for their third hookup of the game and nofo uh, ran back ninety meters to cut the heart out of me. It's disgusting. Mm.
1: Still could have run it on the well, won your bet on the the bell because you had a, a full set on the Tigers line, and they proceeded to dial. Benji proceeded to try and dive over on the last, yeah. Tackle and God
0: say, it, it, for my eye, it looked like if he had just shuffled it out to the left, there was a big opening that they could have crashed over. But Benji threw the dummy, and I, I think he just wanted to get over at Leichhardt against his old club. But it um, cost me money, mate. Don't. I'm not happy about that. Mm.
1: There you go. Send him an abusive message like everyone else. Yeah, if I'll just tag him, him in Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, responsibly. Um, always go 16+. plus. Oh, all right, <laughs> let's look at the, the Supercatch scores. AJ, as we said, 103 points. Uh, very good outing for him, but quiet in the second half. Really not a lot going. Could have had that try if Cody had, uh, just got it over the head he of no floor, it, but Just lofted, not to lofted be. it a little but bit more. was a bit of a killer all around. Cody Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Walker himself 97. They didn't give him the try assist to my boy. Campbell Graham got 98 for his uh, second try. So Cody Walker took it to the line, dragged some defenders away, put the ball inside. Campbell Graham scores. They don't give anyone anything. No no TC, nothing. So I expect some points should go to Walker in the wash up. So still could go as high as 120. Uh, See how they fare with that one. But um, Cody, quite enough second half. But um, anyway, he's going to play next week and very much a captain option. Cam Murray, 78, uh, got a try of his own. I think he's um, obviously in the Origin Arena, so it won't be a uh, play, but um, nice to see him bounce back. He's been very, um, not irrelevant, but just not spoken about. So good to see Cam Murray doing well. And Adam Reynolds, this is one of the funniest bomb tries I've seen since SBW in the World Cup in England, I think 2012, where he uh, bobbled the ball over the dead
0: ball line. All he had to do was put it
1: down. Um, Adam, did you see this? Adam yes. Reynolds bombing the try?
0: Yes. So, he he um, made the break and ran to the back of the goal line and as he put it down, he stepped on the dead ball line. Best part was um, trying to get the 5K for Mossima. So, he's got up and done a big mm-hmm. surfboard celebration and they turned around and took it off him. I hope they do give him the 5K anyway. I think it was worth it. You uh, should just donate it yourself. Just turn around. Yeah. Give them- you bombed it, mate. This on no one else but you. Turn around and give them the 5K yourself.
1: I wonder what Uncle Wayne thinks of that in the box. But anyway, he uh, fought his way to 67 points in Supercoach, so handy enough if you have gone him and will not play in Origin. So if you were looking at a halfback and it wasn't Jerome Hughes, maybe it was Adam Reynolds to replace Cleary, and he's gotten through this one unscathed. Uh, although the uh, embarrassment might live with him for a little while longer. You brought up Tane Milne, 63. You were crowing after the early try, uh, but did you end up bringing him in?
0: No. No, I decided to opt against it. I thought, I don't want to have an AE in my uh, center wings dragging me down on the run home, so I'll just end up nothing out the jet. But, um, you know, it's uh, almost 50-point turnaround between the two. It would have been handy. Hmm.
1: Certainly would have, and obviously against the Cowboys next week. Uh, we are like sieves on either side of the field, so it could be a, a tough one to watch if you haven't gone in already. But uh, anyway, we'll, we shall see. Um, Kalama Tungy, a bit disappointing for the Bunnies here. Obviously, a relatively popular second-row option, 400, 500-odd K. I think he is 473, in fact. Um, break even of 70 heading into this game and looked a handy enough play for the buy, but uh, 44 won't stoke a whole lot of confidence. Conversely on the, well, Damien Cook, 41. I think we're just coming to expect that. It's a weird old year for him. On the Tiger side of things, uh, Wendon's boy, Adam Dewey. I don't think anyone still really owns him, but 95. A uh, couple of tries for him. Good stuff. He just continues to continue.
0: And speaking of continuing, mm. Jacob Little. He had another huge game. i say everyone's got rid of him long, long ago, but he's gone straight to strength and now is one of the best hookers in the game, apparently.
1: Dan Laurie, 51. I mean, he yeah, has fallen off the wagon a little bit. Um, the, the low scores are starting to mount, but he uh, got across for a good try here. 51 points um, with that uh, barge over in the second half, and the Tigers mounted a little bit of a comeback. But uh, good to see anyway, Dan Laurie, still settling in to that spot. Um, no follow, uh, I've still got him, but uh, so the intercept points uh, are on my NPRs anyway. I've got 43 for him. I mean, it's a weird season. I don't know what's going on. He's uh, just shed so much cash. I don't know whether I'd even play him on matchups going forward. Would you?
0: I think I will. It's the only reason I held him. He might be my center wing mm. four on um, the couple of matchups they have coming up. They've got a decent run post buy, so I don't know. He's definitely well off the pace from where he was last year.
1: With Derek Amarna, 32, and James Roberts, 18. If they are still stinking up your NPRs, as Lakey did, you need to know any final words on this game and the rest of the round, round 16 that was.
0: Nope, nope. Let's get to uh, go back and celebrate the Knights' win.
1: Yeah, anyway, it's been a long, arduous pod, but I've gotten to the end, 56 minutes in, and only uh, 78 fucking words about that game. So, there you go. Um, Good win by the Knights. I think, yeah, you look like you're heading in the right direction. The Cowboys are not. Um, but anyway.
0: Mate, we've got Melbourne after the bye and then Sydney after that, I think. So, I'm going to enjoy this for two weeks until we play again. Mm, look forward to that. Well, yeah, I've got
1: Rabido's Storm and Roosters in my sight. So, can't wait to sit through those as a Cowboys fan. Maybe I'll just go off the grid the next month it worked on saturday night but uh anyway thank you thank you uh 1300 for me 1400 for you i think we're about well, 200 for me 100 short of where we could have been with the right trades but anyway round 17 next week is a big one gonna be a big pod on uh tuesday you and i are going through team lists um all the rage obviously a big moving week in SuperCoach. so thank you again uh congratulations yeah man you I- are
0: a see you next don't- tuesday don't need to thank me i couldn't wait to get on the pod this week See you next Tuesday, mate Yes, you will, actually, yeah Give your love to a cowboy man He's gonna love you hard as he can, can. Give your love to a cowboy man He's gonna love you hard as he can Oh, the sergeant at arms head, his masculine charm He could keep all the ladies waiting Planning for your next trip?